Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's the Jim Fannin Show. We've come to take your mind. Am I still on? my guest this is the Jim Fannin show buckle in welcome aboard I gotta get the music up so the next song doesn't play even though it's a want some by X factor Rob Primo here's here's where you get him on the fake book Here's where you get him on the TikTok. Yeah, he TikToks, of course. Here's where you get Cremo, Primo, the Cremo, and the Twatter. Here's where you get him on the Instagram. There's where you get him on the Telegram. And then I'll hit up the official Patriot Gearbox, too. Gearbox. Gear sites. What up, Preem? We haven't even talked, man. Like, it's been quiet. Everyone's been kind of quiet. I've been quiet. We're busy doing our own thing. I think some of us got a little bit of burnout. Some of us feeling a little, you know, Shandor was on the other days feeling a lot of PS, PTSD. Like, he, you forget that, you know, some of, some of us has gone through some shit on this whole this whole ride. Like, even if you just take the lockdowns and everything out of it, like social media and bad news. And like, I'm right in the soup with you too. So how are you feeling? First of all, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there, but I'm definitely feeling, uh, what you're talking about with Shandor, how he feels, uh, you know, some PTSD from everything we've been through with this whole situation and what continues to go on with the powers that, uh, be, um, you know, I, I'm sure we'll get into it shortly, but you know, I should be pretty happy today. And, uh, I, I, I am happy with what happened, but at the same time, you know, it's like tomorrow's a new fight tomorrow's, it, it seems like it's just never ending right now at this point. Uh, I've, this whole thing is, has made me crystallize my motivation and, you know, you can look at turning points and I'm fatherless. Okay, just just the way it's worked out so far. I mean, I always ha- thought I'd have a little Jimmy or a couple kids way long ago, you know? Just hasn't worked out. And the more I think of it, 
you know, the more it's not strange. It's just like I have a passion for kids that goes beyond most people I know, even with children, you know, and it's all about the kids for me, man. Like Shandor's kid, when I met him and, you know, he talked to me about, you know, eight months in a mask and how that would affect him at a year and a half old or a year and a bit old. And he, this kid is just, he's the Gerber baby, man. He's perfect. And uh, that, yeah, changed, that changed everything for me. So I can't imagine, you know, having my own offspring that I'm seeing being tortured with masks and mandates and lockdowns and Zoom meetings. And I can't can't even begin to experience what you've gone through as a as a concerned parent and you know everyone else too i mean there's a great deal of people that have kids you know what i mean like almost everyone hello <laughs> that's what you do so tell me yeah, a little bit about your motivation and what like I'm, i got the kids got to be at the bottom of it oh yeah the kids are what keeps me going every day of course you know i have mine and my two stepchildren who are basically my kids um but, you know, the, the hard things are, uh, you know, trying to push forward and move forward and, and not knowing what to expect. Right. Yesterday, for example, there was a uh, open house at my daughter's school. And, uh, you know, once we got there, it was nice to see all the other students and the kids having fun. And, you know, all the families got a free hot dog. And, you know, as excited as I was after two years to finally step foot into my daughter's school for the first time after two years um you know all i could think in the back of my head as happy as i was is you know am i getting her used to something am i happy about what's going on right now at this moment and are we going to go backwards in september are we going to go backwards in the fall you know i try to uh to appreciate just being there and appreciate that moment and, and finally getting to be in the school but at the same time uh, everything that's happened in these last few years, um, you know, I'm worried that we're just going to end up back to how things were. <laughs> Nancy Graham says, I too have the P PTSD every time I have to go out into the apocalypse. <laughs> you got a clown pill at this point, bro. You have to because the black pill, well, I'm, I got red pilled, so I was always, always a lefty. You know, a 10-time Green Party guy before they went absolutely nuts. I mean, the left and the Greens with them. And so, like, the black pill is ugly, man. Like, you're hopeless and suicidal. And, you know, I don't, I joke, but I don't joke because, I, well, we've all, we all have our days. You know what I mean? And then, and now, I only can look at it and go, <laughs> this is a fucking joke. But you know what? It's a fucking it's a scary joke, man. And like I said, with, with the kids, it could it's, we can already see it manifesting. And, and I've been saying, dude, I haven't changed my tune since the beginning on this thing. We yep. have decades yet to find out what this has done to our kids. And we're already seeing, we're, we're seeing it manifest already. But the long-term psychological effects are not even close to being realized. And that, that scares me a little bit, man. Absolutely. Uh, Jessica took the little guy to the park earlier and, and she was with another parent she just met there and, and they were both communicating and the kids were playing together. And, and uh, the mother looked at her and, and thanked her for bringing uh, our son out there and, and looked at her and said, you know, this is the second kid that he's ever seen in his life before. 
The kid was three years old. No way. And uh, I, I won't say the C word because I don't want to get you canceled. She said she can tell that or you can tell that he's a virus baby. You know? Wow. That is shocking, man. And so sad. I mean, anyways, tell, tell us a little bit about more, a little more about how you're feeling. I cut you, I changed, I changed the subject pretty quickly there. I want, I want to hear more about you because we haven't spoken, man. And you've been a yeah. guy that has been very kind to me, very supportive, very loving, always, always there with a big. I miss my man hugs down here, man. The other day I went out on a mission to man hug, just hug everyone. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more about you, where you're at, where's your head at, how you doing, how you feeling, how's the family, how's uh, give us a gut check. Yeah, well, first off, I want to say I could say the same to you, man. Before anybody knew who I was and I stepped up and wanted to talk about this kind of stuff, yeah, you had a show. You gave me a platform. You had no problem bringing me on there, even though nobody knew who I was. So I appreciate you for that just as much. I'll welcome. jump on here anytime. Thank you. Um, you know, we're. I'm happy that we got some nice weather here. I'm happy that we could keep busy with the kids. I'm happy, you know, my kids are are all in soccer this year. So we're looking forward to some sense of normality for them. But at the same time, I fear this, uh, like I said, this, um, you know, putting them back into things. And then do we go backwards? Because I'm really sick of uh, toying with these kids' heads. And I think that they are definitely that target demographic of people who have been affected more than anybody. And, you know, they're vulnerable, they're voiceless, and, and we got to speak up on behalf of all of them. So uh, myself, you know, I've, I've been uh, just doing my thing, working out, doing a little bit of exercising. That's what, uh, you know, keeps me right in the head. So I've been trying to uh, focus on that and hold myself accountable uh, in that department every day. Um, you know, there was a time in my life where, uh, I, I mean, you guys all seen it. I got so caught up and consumed in this that, you know, every day it was like, I'm going to a rally in London and then I'm going to one in Toronto and then I'm going to one in Windsor the next day and I'm speaking at all these events. All these people just started asking me to speak at them and I didn't know how to say no. And, uh, you know, after a while, you just, I had to humble myself and say, you know, like I'm not saying anything different than anybody else is saying. There's no need for me to drive five hours here and two hours there and, and all over the place. You know, I got to, find some kind of balance, some kind of happy media, make sure that uh, I'm being here for my family as much as I'm trying to be there for everyone, because there's this balance that you need to stabilize because, you know, I'm fighting for my kids, but at the same time, I don't want to block them out while I'm fighting. Right. And, uh, you know, I think I could admit that there's times where um, I was spending more time doing that than I was with the kids uh, with their intentions in my heart. But, I got to make sure that, uh, you know, both of those things are at the forefront. Cool. Well, I was only too happy to see you take the stage and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of trying it on for size here. Like I fled the can I fled the country pretty quickly. Like I didn't have a lot of time. And, um, you know, when I saw Max Bernier and Randy Hillier and whoever else did that press conference, for the first time, I took the Canadian flag out of my Twitter bio. Like, I'm just not proud. I'm out of the country. I'm trying to turn it off. It's not working. A buddy of mine says to me, I remember I was down at the office. It was outside. I was talking on the phone to uh, DJ Timmy Turnup. 
And he says to me, uh, why aren't you fucking carrying this live? Dude. Like one of my friends down here said, we should have a trucker party. Let, let's do this Saturday and Sunday. Let's all pack the bar and just go. You know, I didn't have the energy. I, and I just told him, I'm like, fuck, I'm working, man. Like, uh, I'm, he goes, well, I go for what? He goes for clicks, for traffic, for everything. I'm like, <laughs> like, no, I could be streaming Johnny Depp if I want to get, you know, my thousands, uh, you know, get monetized like instantly. You know what I mean? And can you imagine the Jim Fannin show coming to all the rallies with you guys as one of the guys like, come, come on. I'm built for that. I love it. You know, and I wanted nothing, no part of it. But when I saw you taking the lead and rolling with the, you know, the, the top leaders, I'm like, I fucking love this. So I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud that you gave everything you had and you're still doing it, you know, at some level and all levels. And, you know, it, you know, it takes a man to step up for the kids. It takes the man to step up for traditional family and women the right way. You know, and now I got to watch and I can't, (laughs) you know, somebody said on Twitter today. So a kid can't go to a heterosexual strip club, but they can go to a gay one to to watch uh, drag queens. What the fuck, man? What are we doing to our kids? You know, like, so I really love you. I want to say I'm proud of you. I want to say thank you, you know, because and that's why I told you, dude, you got to fucking write the book. Even if it's shitty, you just got to put the words down. You know, it can't like, fuck, it's just going to be you. You know, like I got to write a book too. I got a book in me. It's got nothing to do with that. It's a business book, but I know it's going to be tough, yeah, man, like concentration and well, you discipline, you're good at that. And I want you to give us some tips later on a, you know, a lazy piece of trash like me that like I'm, I'm, I'm hurting sitting here. Like my sciatic is so my hips are like this. And my shoulders are like this. It's fucking scary. I looked at myself a couple years ago in the mirror and I almost cried. I'm like, what is this? You know what that is? That's sitting in this fucking chair on this computer doing YouTube and well, social media I do from my phone. But YouTube, I got to sit down at the computer mostly. And it's a lot of fucking work to manage channels, man. So anyways, I'm blathering. I got you on the show, but a little confession as far as that goes. But I'm proud of you and I'm thank you for doing it i know what it takes i know what getting on a stage feels like even if the stage doesn't scare you it's still a fucking brain it's a mind fuck it and it, oh, yeah. it affects it's, you before during and after with adrenaline and all other kinds of things so I, i'm proud of you man thank you for doing what you did and no, what you still Jim, doing. but it's it's funny a lot of people don't realize that eh? you know i i uh, <laughs> i talk to people now and they're like Oh, you're you're just a natural when you get up there. Yeah, like you enjoy it and that. And I'm like, dude, I fucking hate it. I'm like, you have no idea. Like people will come up to me at an event and they're like, oh, you're going to say a few things today, eh? And I'm like, I can't say no. I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then I like look at Jess and I'm like, fuck my life. I just trapped myself again. I'm like, we drove here the whole way here. I'm like, finally, I'm not going to say anything. I don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. And then someone will be like, can you say something? And then I'm like, yeah, of course I can say something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've, I'm not, it doesn't get any easier anytime. I mean, of course, back in the day when we were at the, the rallies and the protests that you came to where we knew people were getting charged at them. Of course, those were the most anxious ones, you know, like where, where we knew that that could potentially happen. Like 
after did that. Did we though? I didn't go. Uh, did you really expect that? I didn't go there with no, any thought. I, well, first of all, I, I went to uh, April 10th with the idea there'd be 40, 30, 40 people. And, dude, when I took the mic and the PA, there was a mess up with the delivery of the PA and there was no lectern or anything like that. And next thing you know, I had a microphone hooked into the microphone of a megaphone and no one could hear me. And I looked at all these people and I didn't have much plan. I was just going to introduce you know, like I'm just winging it, but it does lead the anticipation of it all. It fucking it's nerve wracking. Right. And then <laughs> nobody could. We can't hear you. And I kind of just introduced Colin and got the hell out of that. I fucking bailed quickly, <laughs> but I got two fines to show for it. And we'll skip over to that now unless we will touch on again how you're feeling. But uh, I wanted to pull I wanted because I talked about Shandor a little bit about this. We got well. I got two then, and then two the next week. And most people that I know that in our circle, it was one or the other or both. And you got way more than that. And I'm gonna play this bit from the rebel too, uh, while I got you on. My lawyer takes a, takes it pro bono, pro bono. This ex copper guy in uh, in Hamilton, Steve Peterson. I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. I mean, I'm I haven't really told right. a story before. He wanted me to. Well, first, he wouldn't send my disclosure, which was 200 double-sided pages, he said. The first disclosure had one, had three pictures, and I wasn't in any of them. Okay, The next ticket, it was 200 pages, and it was too big to send to me because I'm out of the country. And I sat in this guy's office, and I go, like, I'm pretty frank, right? I don't sugarcoat things. And by no means, don't bring me in. I'm not, I will not plead. <laughs> Like, set a trial date. Don't bring me an offer. I'm not copping to this. I didn't do anything other than leave my house. He wanted me to, well, just like you, and then we'll get into your story. I got, what, two $880 tickets? Bottom line is both. Dude, I picked up cheaters today, and I can't believe I'm going to have to fucking use them. (laughs) Uh, 100 pesos these things cost me. It's just for the close stuff. It's just, it's a little blurry. Bottom line is both matters have potential for conviction. Regardless of a detailed review of the material, there is a risk of thousands of dollars of fines upon conviction. If you wish to resolve the matters, I've had preliminary conversations with the prosecutors for both part one matters and part three. The resolution fines would be a reason. Part one matter would be a fine in the range of $750. And part three matter would be $500. So he's going to reduce my fines by 30%. <laughs> and I got to plead guilty. And I don't even know what this... And so what's he do? He fires himself. He was going to these meetings on Zoom and talking to the Crown Prosecutor. And then I'm like, dude, I need to see the disclosure. Like... I'm just stretching it out, really, because I'm I'm hoping that somebody else's case is going to go before mine and get tossed. So I'm just dragging it out. And so he fired himself, and he had to go before the judge and say, I'm removing myself from the case. Then I slept, and not literally. I was on a men's call, totally forgot. I had a visitor from out of town, totally forgot. I blew both my dates. I, I appeared three times, but they kept putting them, putting them off, putting them off. Putting them. Yep. I'm ready to go now. Let's Let's go. What, like now. We'll, go, we'll do my trial. I'll be my lawyer. It's no problem. No. So I blew them. 
So they convicted me in my, my absence. So I had to get a reopening. So now I'm waiting for a trial date. And what's up with you? Got any oh, breaking yeah. news? Well, <laughs> man, we had a crazy <laughs> journey. Um, so do we start with the good news today? Yeah, fucking hit it. And then we'll work backwards. Yeah. Or so is there any need today, to talk about any of it after you tell us what you need to? Because we can go to something else right after that. We don't need to fucking talk about gloom and doom for an hour. I mean, tell well, your well, story. Here's the thing. There's yeah. there's some pretty like wild stuff that happened. And uh, I never really got into it too much. And I didn't know if I was going to get into it. Now I'm on the Jim Fannin show. I'm like, <laughs> should I just blow the... Should I just blow the doors right <laughs> yeah. off the system well, right you know, now? Shandor did the other out? day. Shandor came out here for two hours and got really blew. He blew up, man, in a in a vulnerable way that I wasn't expecting. But he really, uh, I think he helped a lot of people. Might, might not have been like today or tomorrow or the next day, but a lot of people are going to fucking watch that show. I'm convinced more than ever, more than any show I've done recently, especially that Shandor made a difference the other day because uh his share and he got vulnerable man so yeah fucking blow it up rob okay, primo <laughs> let's do it okay I, it's funny before i talk tonight i'm like am i gonna do this or am i not gonna do it and then i'm like i know one day i'm gonna do it so i might as well do it all on right the i love you for that do it man so this is this is what got really weird and really interesting so i got representation through fight the fines through rebel um, as we all know, that was a crowdfunded um, initiative that I was very appreciative at first, and um, I still might be. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how to think about this, so maybe you can let me know your opinion after. But what happened is I felt like I was really out of the loop on a lot of what was going on. So it was like, you know, we got to set up this case conference. So that was first. So it was like, I didn't need to be there the first couple times. And then we set up a case conference and then it was pre-trial. So this is where things started getting really weird. When I had my first pre-trial, my lawyer reached out to me and she goes, you don't need to be at pre-trial. And I emailed her back and I said, well, here's the thing. I want to be at pre-trial. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, if you want to be there, you could be there. No problem. So then I asked her for the Zoom code and she sent it to me and I tried to get into the Zoom conference and I couldn't get into it. And I thought, this is weird that they're not letting me in. So I'm calling the provincial offenses office and I'm trying to let them know I can't get into my meeting and all that. And then all of a sudden my lawyer texts me and my lawyer goes, uh, the prosecution just told me that you're trying to get into the Zoom meeting. I told you that you don't need to be at this one. And I'm thinking, wait a second. So they've acknowledged to you that I'm trying to get into my free talk trial. And they've told you to what? Text me and tell me I don't need to be there. That kind of raises some flags with me. It's just, I don't know. Maybe that's the process. I don't know much about it, but it seems a little fishy to me. <laughs> right. So after this happens, um, I ended up telling my lawyer, I go, for sure, for sure, for sure, I want to be at the next one. So the next one I go to, I, I actually attend in person at the courthouse. And it's literally, I walked into the door at the courthouse. There were four cops on me right away. They're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I have a pretrial matter before the courts today. 
And they're like, oh, well, we didn't think you were attending. And then I'm like, well, yeah, I'm here to attend it. And then they're like, oh, okay, hold on a second. So they end up searching me and all, you know, all the normal stuff they do when you walk in the door, walk through the magnet thing. And, and then I sit down and I can see in the courtroom I'm in my lawyer on the screen. So I start knocking on the door and this lady comes to the door and she's like, um, oh, well, uh, what did she say to me? She goes, can I help you? I go, yeah, I, I, that's just my lawyer on the screen there. I wanted to be in the courtroom today. I let the lawyer know. Uh, I called the provincial offenses court. I let them know that I want to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm just here to attend my court. She goes, okay, hold on a second. Let me go ask the justice of the peace. And I'm thinking, oh no, sorry. Let me quote that. Let me go ask the justice of the peace if she thinks you have the right to be here. The right to be at my court, my pretrial. I said, okay. So she closed the door behind me. She went up by the justice of the peace desk and sat down and didn't say anything. Okay. I'm watching the whole court go over on the screen with my lawyer and them talking. I can't hear anything. And I'm at the door doing this. Now I'm not going to open the door, but I'm like, what's going on here? So then at this point, I'm looking at the police officer and I'm going, what's going on, man. I go, I'm here. What are they going to say? I wasn't here. I didn't show up. I said, you're my witness, whatever. So me and this police officer end up having a few words with each other and he's getting upset and he's telling me that I got to leave. So I end up leaving. And then uh, my lawyer messages me and says, Oh, I didn't know you were going to show up there. After I emailed her for the second time telling her I wanted to be there. So there were some issues there. I thought about letting my lawyer go at this time, but uh, I probably shouldn't say the one part of the story. I ran into somebody and I'll say that I ran into somebody that gave me some hope into uh, just keep pushing forward and that things might work out. And um, <laughs> after that happened, Look at you laugh because you know why, and I'm so bad, but I can't say it. Um, anyways, I ran into someone who gave me some hope. I'm not on screen. <laughs> Nobody can see me except you, man, and, and I'm muted oh. too, so I'm just sitting oh, okay. here looking at my phone, listening okay. to you tell a story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I ran into someone who gave me some hope and basically said, stick it out, which I did, and then I had my court case today. Now, I let the people know, or my lawyer know I wanted to be there today. For sure, a hundred percent. And they let me, they emailed me back and said, well, the last time you went to court, your charges were going to be withdrawn, but there was no justice of the peace there to withdraw your charges. And I thought to myself, doesn't this look fishy? You knew my charges were going to be withdrawn last time, but you didn't tell me that you're my lawyer. Why wouldn't you tell me that? I've been sitting here. I can't sleep. I'm stressing over it. Wow. I'm freaking out every Holy single day. Come on. How did you not tell me? So then it gets better. Today, I'm supposed to go to court at 3 o'clock. She tells me to go there at 3 o'clock today. So Danielle goes to court in the morning, and she her charges are withdrawn, and she's made that public, or else I wouldn't say that. So good job, Danielle. So then I find out after that, my court case was at 11 o'clock today. So they went there today, told me it was at three o'clock and they represented me and I was left out of that again. No shit. And I get an email that says, all of your charges are withdrawn and it's like you were never charged. 
and then it says thank you for your patience. <laughs> thank you for so your patience. This, I'm still outside I, the fucking courtroom door, dolt. <laughs> yeah, so this is like three or four times, I don't have the best memory, that I tried to go into this courtroom and witness what's going on, and they wouldn't let me. So I can't assume too many things, but I just want people to know that I don't think the courts are in our favor. <laughs> and don't. <laughs> the lawyers really are, don't. the lawyers, they get paid out of the same fund, don't they? Like, come on. And I'm getting pro bono. I'm getting shit. But, you know, like, wow, dude, you had fight the fines. I'm surprised. Well, it doesn't matter. The end result is the same, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like, Fuck, man. Sorry, Jim, can you hear me? Yeah, that's actually better. Your mic was shit before, dude. I was going to interrupt you, but I wanted you to flow. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah that's my, much uh... better. Oh, perfect. They just died on me, but I missed what you were saying there. Um, well, they're all in on it. They all get paid out of the same fund, right? Is like, it, I don't know why, but yeah, these guys want to stretch it out for the meetings and whatever, especially the crowns. Like they are well, this is on just... the same side, the judges and the crowns, you know, like it's weird how it goes down. If you've ever been to traffic court or ever had anything, it's stacked against the defendant all the time. And you need to like I had Peter Cormos when I needed a lawyer, like I, I didn't fuck yeah. around and neither did he. But when it came down to it and Peter was genius, man, he was one of the brilliant minds of law and uh he got me legal aid, even though my parents didn't qualify. He was that good. He goes, no, do this, do this. I'll do this and do this. And the courts will give it to you. <laughs> like, yeah. we didn't, my parents didn't have the money to throw down for a criminal defense for me when I was like 17, you know, because, right. uh, yeah, I got to, I got to charge him anyway. So, anyway, I mean, but um, I, I can't assume things. I don't know this, but I feel like the first meeting I wasn't there went down like this. Okay, so he's going to end up getting off this, but we want to prolong it as long as yeah. we can to make him think and keep him under control. So just know at the end of the day, you're going to win this case and look good as a lawyer. If we can just stretch it out to keep him under control, that's what we're going to do. Uh, um, and like well, I said, I don't know that, but that's how I feel like it probably well, went. Sounds like a reasonable thing to do because, I mean, guys like you and me, you know, in that context can appear like a loose cannon, right? And you don't want your defendant to be a loose cannon and complicating things further with the charges that are existing already by getting rearrested or whatever. You know, anything could happen, right? Like, right. And the stupidest things, too, can happen. Like, we're not that smart when it comes down to it. As you're telling the story, I'm thinking in my mind of going to court to show up for something. I can't, you know, it's obviously it was small. But I was going for something. And, uh... Fucking! They checked my smoke pack, and I'm dummy. I walked in with joints in my pack, <laughs> and the cop pulls. He goes, "What? Well, who's these?" I go, "Well, mine." Well, what are you doing? I go, "I'm a dumbass." Like, sorry, man. I'm like, "Fuck, let's get out of here." <laughs> I did that when I was younger no. too. You know what I did? I had a smoke pack. I used to smoke when I was younger, and Fucking I had a couple dummy. joints in it. And I literally accidentally went over the border. <laughs> I did and that too. Weed, I've done this that was before. Weed was legal. Yeah, right? yeah I and did I, that with I the crossed the border, <laughs> and I went to pull the smoke out, and I had about ten joints in there, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, Fucking idiot! You probably would have. Yo, you're smuggling across the border, international border. I got pinched by know, the ride before I went over the peace bridge. I just came out of hockey in Port Colborne, Friday Night Lights. 
And yeah, it was about 11 o'clock. I'm going to Bragg's by myself, you know, just showered and in my track pants going to Bragg's. I go across and my buddy's brother-in-law pinched me. And he said he was going to take care of it, but he didn't. I had to, what, did I, what did I get for that? Oh, no. When I went up for that one, the judge berated the cop for even pulling it at a quarter ounce on me. Well, I mean, I was headed for the border, but like back then it was like it was early 90s. You know, yeah, it wasn't a huge deal like it is now. And and yeah, the the cop berated the judge berated the cop for saying, like, what are you bringing this for me? You know, because I come, he's a realtor, he's in suit and tie up, stand, you know, no priors, blah, blah, blah. And the, and the judge went like, really? Get out of here. And so, yeah, yeah. I would think that would be like, uh, well, I'm graduating high school in 86. So I had to be had to be late 80s early 90s something like that and well, we're uh, you're fucking, pretty... that, but that's what i mean complicating things so it's not a bad idea they're keeping you out of there and thinking that they're controlling you meanwhile you got a life to live yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah no i i kind of get i understand in a way it's just like it was really frustrating at the same time and it's something that you know like some people can put things aside this is something that would cross my mind every day hmm. the scariest part was because you know, just knowing what the max penalty was. And I know nobody gets the max penalty, but my biggest concern was this was all new grounds. No one's been tried before. They were way too serious about it. So it's like, are they going to throw the book at us? Mm-hmm. And and we're seeing all kinds of things happen in our country we've never seen happen in history in Canada before. So, so where, where were you in the order of matters that were dealt with as far as who got discharged? Did like anyone out of yeah, did, everyone from Niagara? Yeah. Well, any even nationwide, had anyone gone up for this before you? Um, I think Pastor Hildebrand. Okay. Well, they really screwed him over. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. There's not a whole lot of people though. Okay. Um, and, and anybody who tries to to really push forward, right? Um, it seems that they withdraw it, except for the Pastor Hildebrand case. They obviously wanted to make um, try and make something out of him, right? Mm. Um, which is unfortunate because I've met him before, and he's a very nice guy. Yeah, and Didn't you, you interview know what? him once? Uh, yeah, I think I did have him on. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, and you know what? I've always said this is going nowhere. Like from the very beginning, it's like I've been the same guy on the virus and masking but ever since the beginning. I'm like, come on. What? Really? What? Are we really doing this? And and I took it pretty lightly. But there's so much stress that goes along with performing the duties of getting off. Because no matter how convinced you are, you're going to get off. You never fucking know. So there's always that. that sl- it's in the back of your mind that, oh, fuck. This could get ugly. Like, I'm out of the country. I got, you know, hey, I know you understand social media attacks. And, hey, I'm a big boy. I can take what you throw at me. And, and it's funny, actually. It's entertaining. Fugitive. Uh, like, oh, I'm a, a fugitive. I don't even have a trial date, you losers. Fugitive is somebody yeah. that's guilty on the run, I think. <laughs> so as much as you believe you're going to get off, there's always that the back of your mind and then it's your life before you get off, especially in the public. And then there's the stress of making sure you can't, you, you, you meet, you take all the meetings 
Like all those Zoom calls and stuff for court. Like, yeah, my guy was going and he says, you don't need to be there. And I didn't care. I'm like, fuck. I'm yeah. Stretch it out. Well, as long I think as you there's can. like a certain threshold of people who are, um, who are like heavily followed. And once you hit that threshold, then they really try and make an example out of you to trickle everybody down. And clearly, I must be right outside of that threshold, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, because we see what's happened with people like, um, you know, that Pat King and, and George, whatever his name is. Now, everybody knows who Pat King is and, and who this George guy is. But what a lot of people don't know is there's like 20 or 30 other provi- or, uh, political prisoners um, around this country right now. And, and I don't even know their name. So, you know, I feel pretty bad for those people because, you know, it's terrible what's happening to Pat King. It is terrible. But I know there's you know, maybe there's a hundred grand for his lawyers or whatever. Um, these other people, I don't know what they're going to do. And, uh, I know with Pat, what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to basically say like, we'll let you out. If you sign a, um, hush thing, like if you don't talk about anything that's happened in jail, if you don't talk about this experience, come on, you can kind of get out right yeah, now. Yeah, that's not So happen. right now he's kind of, hanging in there but you know it sucks in there so hopefully they don't get him to do that and you know what if you want to break a man here's how you do it you put him in jail and take everything away from him and you will break him at one point and we see it with the january 6 guys in the states like i don't know these guys personally but i've had some interaction with a few of them they're in solitary bro and they're just stretching it out they've got nothing they're going to prime time on Thursday tonight. They're going to prime time tonight on the fucking January 6th hearings. Subpoena. They subpoenaed thousands of documents. They can't find a fucking thing. And they don't want it to go to trial because they've got nothing. These guys trespassed. They weren't armed. And today they're charging with seditious fucking uh, tree, whatever it is. Seditious. Yeah, that. Yeah. We're going there with guns. We're going to take the government over. And they said the same about the truckers. They were there to overthrow the government. What? The truckers are going to overthrow the government. And what? And then what? These guys on January 6th, they had plans to go to a concert at 3 o'clock. You know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to overthrow the government at noon. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going across the border to see a comedy show. Dude, and so you know what? You will break a man putting him behind bars and taking his wife and his family and his friends and his livelihood and making him a fucking monster. You'll break a guy, and they'll rat, and they'll turn over, and they'll tell a story. They'll do anything to get out of jail. Some guys some guys are like, fuck you. I'll fucking no way. Never. You know what I mean? I don't well, know what kind of guy I'd be because I, I am not one for being cooped up behind bars. <laughs> I'd be yeah. the first one to break, probably. <laughs> now, you don't, you know um, how the Emergency Act was enabled, obviously. Um, now, do you, what's, have you heard much on why people think that's happened? Have you heard about uh, Diagnalon and that? Do you want me to fill you in on yeah, that? Yeah, you can fill me in. All I saw was the, the, the recent news that dude was misunderstood. You know, this is laughable, and that's why you got to take the clown pill. Can you believe we live in this time? It's crazy. It's Can insane. you believe so this is, that this is a reality where RCMP are trampling old women and walkers 
and it all gets swept. You know, I see that uh, that uh, Rebel News reporter girl was shot with the beanbag thing, like live. Like, and these yep. guys didn't have badges that looked like a UN force. They, 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 this was not Canadian cops. Well, when I was there, the <laughs> craziest, like, one of the things that really, can't, I can't when fucking I was believe like, wow, it. this is, this is when I was like, this is getting bad. So I, I you know what, I might not have even told <laughs> you the story, but I had my phone out and I was trying to record what was going on right at the front of the line. And uh, at this point, I wasn't even being mouthy. I was actually playing the journalism role kind of thing, right? And I was just recording with my phone. And these guys were getting so mad at people who had their phone out on the front. This cop, there was like a snowbank behind me. He literally just grabbed me by my neck. And I fell over the snowbank. And I had goggles on my head. And he lifted the goggles up and sprayed pepper spray in my eyes. And then he wiped the pepper spray into my eyeballs. And it's like, you know what, man? This is where we're really fucking at in our country right now. Like, you really feel good about yourself. Just some dude that, as far as you know, is like a fucking media reporter. You're just going to fucking hose him down with pepper spray and then scrub it in his eyeballs. Like, that's like, aren't you here to serve and protect? Or are you here to be fucking jackboots on the ground? Jackboots, yeah. And it's very apparent that they were there to be jackboots on the ground. Another interesting thing that I realized after going back to Ottawa for the veterans event and in the other event is that this, I like to call them an organized crime gang, but this collective of police officers that's in Ottawa, they're all the same, Jim. It's all the same ones that keep going back. So on the, you know, just a little bit of positivity for Canadians to know There's so many police officers that won't do that work that they can only get the same 500 to do it or whatever, because I take videos and pictures and everything when I'm there and they all have the same badges and look the same. Like I'm starting to get to know them from Mm -hmm. going to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you being the guy in the front line, man. It's uh, it's, you know, it's a thankless job for sure. The thing I wanted to tell you about diagonal on there is so there's this guy I've been trying to turn you on to a couple times. You'd like his podcast. His name's Jeremy McKenzie, and his podcast is called Raging Dissident. Now he's a little bit out there. He's pretty far right um, leaning. I wouldn't call him extremist, but he's he's got some pretty good conservative views, right? And uh, so he made a joke. He's got this podcast, a lot of followers, and he kind of brought a community of people together. Uh, you know, everyone who's been struggling through this and they kind of found friendship through his chats and whatnot. So he streams twice a week for three hours or so and everyone gets to talking. And uh, so he made a joke the one day on his episode. He goes, you know, if you uh, look at all the provinces and the states and the states that uh, disagree with the mandates, it actually makes a diagonal from Canada up through the states. So he jokingly goes, we're going to make our own state called Diagonalon. And it'll be all the people who are against the mandates. And he goes, and then that'll be like our separatist country where we just get to live there and be left alone. And then everybody else (laughs) gets to live there. So 
Now, he's like a huge internet troll, so they made right. like a diagonal on flag. Right. <laughs> um, he says that the president of his country, which is in his imagination, right. is a goat figurine that's addicted <laughs> to narcotics. <laughs> they so that's threw, how they, out there it is. Like, they didn't even have to throw the Nazi symbol in there. Like They, they didn't have to go that far, and they, they get completely taken serious, and then they brought it up in the House of Commons. House of Commons <laughs> and the Senate. <laughs> They're, and they're like, there is a far right extremist group called Diagonal. They are racist and blah 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 blah, and racist and homo. And they're extremist and they're linked to the Proud Boys. And this, oh, they did they say the Proud Boys over. too? That's classic. I love the Proud yeah, Boys. Yeah. So they just they so they were saying they're a militia oh, and, and all geez, this. And I did these guys, that. like, I could show you videos of them. They're just laughing their ass off, and they're like. I can't believe we literally trolled the government wow. so bad that they enacted the Emergency War Measure Act for the first time ever. Good for him. I can't believe we did this. Good for him. And uh, I didn't know and, that. And now they're just this poor guy, man. They are all over him. Like the RCMP <laughs> are going to his house every day. He's got cameras set up there. The other day he went for a ride. On <laughs> Not his so car funny now, fucking... eh, guy? <laughs> yeah, the fucking. <laughs> brake cable on his heart he got clipped off the other day so he went to use his brake he had no brakes like they're just giving <laughs> it to cool. him big time Ooh. i got to the bottom he's of the had to put up some statuses lately to breaks. remind everybody oh, that damn. uh he's not suicidal if anything happens to him <laughs> i always check my brakes before my bike rolls downhill man fuck that noise <laughs> Yeah. Nobody's yeah. after me so in the Dominican Republic. People still love each other down here. They smile. They stop and talk to each other on the street. They hug. They hold hands. They they talk to at like and I say I say hola to everyone. I mean everyone. So yeah, it's a different world down here, bro. So I wish we, we could get you out of there. Um, how's the wife doing? She's doing good. She's she's doing good. You know, like it's hard when when someone asks how we're doing. Um, I don't know how to answer because we are doing good. Like we're happy with each other. We're happy with our family. We're we're trying to keep it as normal as we can. But you know, it, 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 every day is a little bit of a struggle. You know, you don't know what's going to get worse. You don't know if it's going to get better. I like to think right now that things are a little bit better. Like I I think that people are really starting to see a lot of things come to light. I really do believe that. And um, you know, even just being at the park with my kids earlier and having a conversation with a few parents, um, I had a parent come up to me and thank me that I'm not too sure who they were. But, you know, I, I feel like I used to go places and people would be staring at me and they'd be mad at me. And, and now I, I go to grocery stores and stuff and sometimes people will come up to me and thank me. And, and you know, not that I'm looking for that, but it's nice to know that the whole world doesn't hate me again you know yeah, like it's, it, it's an uncomfortable feeling yeah it's important to get some acknowledgement and that's something that we've been missing because in lockdown and isolation it's where the enemy works on you real hard man like it's it's not like you're well, in the wilderness yeah you are kind of like in the wilderness but when you're practicing solitude and unsupported even if you've got a family around you dude it's when you're the man and you're on stage and elections were like this a lot for me it's isolating, man. And when you're ostracized and talked about in the media and fake news, the fish comes flying at you. It's just, you know, how many people have we watched go down to the standard? I went down way before the mandates, you know? Yep. You know, they made an example of me pretty hard. And what? 
I got a filthy mouth. Fuck. Are you kidding me? What? Are you new? You know? And, uh, you know, people you thought were friends turn out to not be. And then the best part is, is the people that you didn't expect that stand with you. And out of nowhere go, Jimmy, I can't say anything publicly, but I got you, man. Yeah. There's a lot of people that quietly come to you and just say, you know what? Keep it up. I remember I got a donation once on Twitter. A couple of them. This guy from Europe sent me 75 bucks on PayPal twice. I'm like, he's like, just keep at it, man. He said, I want to I hear a show about how Justin Trudeau got elected in Canada. Can you do that for me? <laughs> I, uh, still own, I still own the show because <laughs> I can't explain it. <laughs> There's so many people that are silent supporters, which mm-hmm. I get in a sense because of their jobs and, and things like that. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have admitted to this before, but another thing I'll bring up on the Jim Bannon show, I don't think I can get in trouble for it now, but when they started seizing people's uh, bank accounts and the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe and all that stuff, I put a post up, Jim, and I said, and this is, shows you how much true Canadians love our core values and the people here, and, and they just want to see our country be the way it was. I put a post up and I said, you know what, I don't care if my bank account gets frozen, whatever these trucks are or these guys are in their trucks and you know they need supplies and and now the give send go isn't showing up and and, you know people got questions about the organizers uh if anyone wants to send any money to me i will literally go on live and i will hand out the money on live so you know it went out there i woke up the next morning i had 7k in my bank account seven thousand dollars in my bank account holy shit I'm like, I'm like looking at it again. I'm like, this is a joke. And then I'm like, wait, maybe I get something deposited. Somebody else owed me money or something. And I'm looking at it. Nope. 20 here, 20 here, 150 here, 200 here, 10 here, wow. five here, all the way down. Holy so shit, So we went dude. out there and we put these. Did you buy yourself packages. some glasses? What's that? Of, I hope you bought some fucking glasses out of that because I watched the video of them fly down the highway off your head, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy myself glasses, but the well, I, I would have thought that would be a legitimate expense to go in to see the truckers. Think, you fucking dummy. <laughs> I think it would have been fair, but you know what? Somebody sent me money and they said to me specifically, I want to pay for your hotel oh, for two nights. Oh, cool. All so right. that was really nice. I, I let them do that. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, at first I was like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> but staying in those hotel rooms in Ottawa and that, holy smokes, did it ever get pricey, man? Well, yeah, because they're sold out, man. But then at the like, oh, how about the hotels the that they we booked at, that you couldn't book that were the, the 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 feds had them or something? Yeah, I think you did well, a video we from doing. one of the parking garages. One of these sold out hotels, and the parking garage was empty. <laughs> that's what they were doing, man. They were buying out all the rooms after, so they people couldn't come there because wow. they just couldn't control the situation, and and the people controlled it though. Like everything was good, everything was peaceful, everyone was behaved. But you know what, Jim? If it went on another four or five weeks, I think our entire country would have been there outside peacefully standing against them, and it would have been a victory. And they didn't want to see that happen. Justin Trudeau doesn't want that to happen, right? Great point, man. Never thought of it that way. You know, like there was nothing bad that was ever going to occur. Because those, those guys were perfectly prepared 
to stay through the winter and make it a summer bash if they wanted to. Like they were there for the long haul. They were not fucking around. The guys that were there, they were they were booked off whatever. They made arrangements. You know? Yep. And I talked to a guy actually that got picked up by Fox News and has been picked up a couple times by Newsweek. Uh Gord Bigger, I think Bigger? No, Josh Bigger. Gord Josh Bigger. Mr. Yeah. Freedom. No, Josh no, Bigger. this was a trucker. He lives in the States and oh. he drove up to Ottawa without a okay. vax. Got in and got out and nice. went and supported it. And then uh, Newsweek picked him up because, uh, well, News, Newsweek's been picking up some center to right-leaning writers lately because, the, like, Newsweek just went crazy with the last, rest of the media. But they've been turning it around. And actually, I hear CNN's turning it around, too. If you can't be unbiased, you're done. Like, the, the these, yeah, these guys I, like I, Cuomo and stuff. I think we're right. coming to a time where a lot of this stuff's going to start coming out. I think Not in Canada, we're not, I mean, because they're still getting, they're still in the government teat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's interesting, like, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, the other day, I noticed mainstream media was covering, um, you know, that federal funding for people who are injured by the uh, juice there. Really? Hmm. So I was surprised to see that covered. Yeah. Back story, back page story for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a hard hole with the with the media, man. It's it's hard to, especially in Canada. At least in in the states, you've got s- strong conservative channels, right? Like Newsmax is new, and Fox is always there. And like, I think Fox is entertaining. Like Tucker does. Tucker's one of the best broadcasters alive, maybe ever. Like the the guy's just flawless. He mispronounced he a word the other day. I'm like, oh, mark it down. Carlson said a word wrong. Like he's that good. And uh, yeah, he's and, amazing. And the five, I I check the five out once in a while. They have a lot of fun. Gutfeld's hilarious. And I like the five. It's kind of a little bit more upbeat, and everyone takes their chance. You know, they all go around, and they got some decent personalities. But it's not all gloom and doom. And they do. They seem to have a lot less spin than these lefties but yeah we can only hope that uh south of the border that they clean it up a little bit but uh it's that's that's like what i'm banking on right now is is i'm really thinking i'm like i hope things turn around in the states and they start helping us out with their voices and everything you know it's good it's good all these times we see the european union and things like that addressing what's going on that one lady i can't remember her name but man does she ever speak against uh Fancy socks a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. You know who I'm talking about? The lady with the short hair. Uh, I think I know which one. The one that took him down at the UN. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a good clip. But before I'm not, I'm not prepared to hit that clip. But why don't we do this? Why don't we? Um, let's see. We'll play that clip from Rebel. I got it on your Telegram. It's right here. I'm just going to play the clip where she, um, I'm not going to play your whole, because this is like four, almost five minutes. I'm starting about 30 minutes in, and it's uh, it's the, uh, it's, I think it's your lawyer talking to Rebel News. Is that it? Yeah, Jen a little. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to play yeah. this short clip, and then we'll get into more. Yeah, so Robert attended or supposedly attended um, four different rallies or protests, and each time he attended, he was given two separate summons, one under the Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act and one under the Reopening Ontario Act. Each one comes with a fine of up to $100,000 and up to one year imprisonment. 
not and not only is it excessive, but both of the charges are essentially the same thing. They they're essentially duplicitous in a way. Um, I mean, the EMCPA is referred to by the Reopening Act within the charges, so it's almost like like a double jeopardy in a way, giving them giving him two charges for the exact same thing on the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I also question the constitutional validity of anything given under the Reopening Ontario Act during a state of emergency, um, which at this time we can't comment on what that strategy will be or if we were in, in fact, a state of emergency at the time. Um, But it's absolutely egregious that somebody could be facing $800,000 in fines and I I suppose eight years in jail. For again, they're exercising their... When all of this happened to me, I went through some of the hardest times of my life. I became one of the most hated faces in Niagara for... I feel your pain there, brother. Been there. I'm glad you made it through the other side, man. That's, uh... Fuck, takes a lot of stones, man. I'm proud of you. Ah, yeah. I don't want to be this a dick-sucking contest for Rob Primo. Come on. Can't minimize Zoom. Okay. Oh, uh, what else do we need to hit, my brother? Oh, yeah. So we got to finish up on the whole... Uh, uh, sorry, I'm very good at wandering around, you know, with the conversation. <laughs> we okay. get sidetracked, but usually it comes full circle. By the time we finish, we're all good. How long are we in? Oh, I've already had you almost an hour. Preems. I'm not in a rush. Whenever right, whatever you want. I'm right, looking for, so. I was looking forward to talking to you, Jim. It's been a while. Yeah, and good timing too. So uh when did this piece run on Rebel? Oh, that was a while ago. I to be honest, I can't remember the okay. date, but I want to say probably about a year ago. So you're done. Uh Danielle's done. Shandor's dealt with. How um who else do you know that's got to go up other than me? Uh, I believe Dennis. Oh really? Okay. I believe so. I right. could be wrong. No. Okay. And um, I'm trying to think. Oh, on uh, Jim Hanley. Um, I don't know about Sonny. I'm not sure. Could maybe Sonny as well. Oh, well, Sonny's got him too, right? I feel like I could probably, um, and like I'm going to do this for everybody, but I feel like I can go pick up my transcript tomorrow and I should be able to give them to you guys and that should work, no? Like, I would assume. Well, I don't... If people were charged with the same thing by the same people and mm-hmm. they were dropped, I would assume that would. Yeah, I would think it would be a formality even without them, but yeah, it wouldn't hurt to circulate that shit around if that's, well, if it's not legal, then we're not going to do that. We're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because they say you can't record your court proceedings. Hmm. Really? Now, um, I certainly can't record it on Zoom because, but, I mean, I am a broadcaster. I record things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not going to say I recorded my court proceedings, but I did need to go back to them a few times. I might have had something to reflect on to go, what was that date again? Rather than write it down. And then I still <laughs> missed both the dates and got convicted in my absence. But it's oh, going to be all right Bilsma. soon. Oh, yeah, Dave, too. Maybe right. Bilsma, too. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll touch base with him tomorrow, see where he's at with it. And yeah. he got a rough ride, man. He's still getting a rough ride. Like, we all look back now 
at All Lives Matter, and that show he did with McConnell. And me and uh, Shandor talked about this last uh, two nights ago. Um, what, I come on, because he's a Christian and a pro-lifer, you hate the man. Like serious, and that's yeah. that's what they go after. Like that's the only reason yeah. they came after me is because I'm starting to say, yeah, I don't know about abortion after six months. It's not. It's not cool. Like that's some sort of radical position. And the, yeah, like, the all lives matter like, being a dog whistle and be, you know, Walter just standing on, on his petard. <laughs> oh man. I've seen some pictures he was posting the other day and I was not too proud of him. That's I was sad. like, you're unbelievable. Sad, Anything man. could just, you know, just go side by side with the masses. You know? Well, he's a media whore too. He's always been good at getting ink. Like, and I will give him props for that. And even guys like Mike Britton gets is does a good job getting getting ink like politicians you got to know how to get ink and how to get the right yeah. ink and and these guys are good at it even andy gill when he was a counselor as much as you know he's such a goofball he was good at getting ink but his problem was he ran tried to beat dykstra and he lost his seat at city council it was one or the other and he picked the wrong one he could have been still at that table mm-hmm. but he's gone crazy too man it looks like there's quite a few people. Uh, I, I can't announce them now, but I'm sure you might have heard of a few. But it looks like uh, our local city councils in Niagara are going to have quite a few people running that, uh, you know, have been have had a pretty good role in this fight for freedom. Oh, so good. I'm happy to see. Well, hopefully they get organized are... and funded enough to win because it's yeah. one thing to run like I would do to be, you know, a conversation piece or drive the conversation or pick apart my opponent you know, tactfully that, you know, I never ran with the idea. I didn't, I've never run an election where I actually thought I could win. Like there wasn't a point of winning. And the point, and the point wasn't like, look at me as much as people go, Oh yeah, fan. And you just want to see yourself. Yeah. Well, it was my job as a candidate to get ink. Yeah. I had to see myself in the ink, but it was never like I ran in 93 as a green party guy. I was the laughing stock of anyone that knew me. You know, and then get the get the itch, you know, 10 years later, run a bunch of elections. So it's never it's never like we've never wanted to be at the forefront of this fight. Alicia didn't ask for this. Shandor didn't ask for this. And, you know, it was so fitting to hear Shandor put things. One, he's got the receipts Two, he's got the timeline. And three, he, he described how. The, the the scraping of the stickers was the first act. And that was after, and it was a parody. The act of scraping up the stickers was a parody. It was a joke. Yeah. And look at the fucking racket that caused. Like, we didn't ask for this. You know, we, you know, and I just do a talk show and nobody listens much. But, you know, I used to have a platform. I used to have a big YouTube channel. I used to have a, a big Twitter channel, and they've all gone by the wayside. When, and Chandor is like one of the biggest things for him was losing Facebook. All his stuff was there. And I feel yeah. his pain to a certain extent, except I still have my Facebook, and I know how much of my life is on Facebook. Going through your memories, and he was talking about people that think he just ghosted them or disabled the account. They don't know what he's going, you know, what's going on with him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it can really take its toll, man. And I'm not one that's ever played the victim, but we really truly did not ask to be at the forefront of this. But 
and you know i was flattered when alicia or maybe i suggested it to alicia i said well fuck i'll introduce you let me introduce you if nothing else but then yeah i was so freaked out when i got there and saw 800 people in that parking lot i'm like what the i wasn't prepared for this (laughs) well you know what i did i'll tell you i don't know if i've said this before you know my whole reason for taking the stance i did at first is i've seen that alicia and cullen got charged by the police and then what happened to shandor and then me and shandor were talking and you know i started thinking in my head i said okay we're doing this thing where we're standing up right now so alicia got charged cullen got charged now if they keep doing this every week they're going to keep getting charged getting charged so if we're if there's a thousand of us here and we're all fighting for the same thing wouldn't it make sense that if Alicia and Colin put on this event last weekend, that I'll put on the event this weekend, and then somebody else can put on the event next weekend, right, right. and then somebody else can the next weekend, and then everybody just gets, like, one charge. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen like that, right? And, it was you like, know, as you're saying that, Rob, I'm really made aware of the fact that we've all been good people. We actually, like, uh, like I didn't have any conditions, but those of us that did, we lived by them. You know, like we actually didn't contact the people we weren't supposed to be associated with. Yep. Shandor actually didn't go near. Well, I think one time he just said, fuck it. But he was respect. And I think he still can't go near a megaphone. Are you fucking kidding me? Like we all played yeah. by the rules for the most part when they set our conditions down. I didn't have them. But like, yeah, we were good about it. We took that as a serious thing because you know what happens if you break that shit, then you're going straight to jail, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Shandor is still one of the bravest people I've ever met. You know, he really uh, inspired me to uh, keep going. You know, he we, he had this conversation with me. He probably doesn't even remember, but he kept telling me, I remember, like, you know, if we're really free, then, like, we got to live free. We can't get charged and then just back down and whatever. And, you know, you know, as we grew and things went along further, the plans changed and stuff. But... You know, I I uh, I got I hold a lot of respect for that guy. I always will, and uh, it still bums me out the whole how all that worked out. Yeah, but well, because it, of one pissed off reporter that was copyright striking all of us. He took a couple of my channels down too, and Rob Gill took my Twitter channel down, and blah blah blah. But yeah, it caused more damage to some of us than others, right? And uh, yeah. You know, I'm not one for poor me, but like I am pretty responsible for every decision I've ever made and I'll stand behind it for the most part. I do not say sorry. And you know what? I do say sorry. I made a bunch of calls the other day. I think I made five apology calls the other day. And it was basically, well, I listened to why I'm a dick and then I apologize for being a dick. A prick is more better, more, more suited for Jimmy Fannin than a dick but sometimes i can be both fucking, <laughs> sometimes it feels good to apologize to people you gotta you gotta own what I, and you know what i wouldn't change too much especially looking back at that way but you know different we have experienced this whole fight differently and some of us have lost more than others and been more damaged than others and you know that's why it was so cool uh, if i can in lack of, of a good adjective to speak to shandor the other day oh and, you know how many I can't even count how many times, you know, true friends and good friends of mine have reached out to me in the last two years and said, you know, at different stages, like, 
okay, it's time to pump the brakes a bit, Rob. You got to focus. You got to buckle down and whatever. And and I would just say like, fuck, man, I don't know how to tell you guys. Like I cannot just go to work for eight hours a day when this is going on. Like I literally don't give a shit about my future, whatever. I care about my kids. Just that's it. If I know this shit's not going to be going on when my kid's kicking it and she's going to have a good life, fuck everything else. I don't care. That's what I want to focus on. And, you know, I have a lot of people that came out, oh, you're a loser. You're not working now. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And I would say, you just don't get it. That's a sacrifice I'm making right now. There's nothing fucking fun about doing what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. I promise you there's nothing fun about it. It fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. But someone's got to do it. Yeah, and it sucks that it sucks that yeah, we had to be those guys. But hey, what the fuck? I I'm not sorry. I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like good. Nancy Neither, Graham is a you huge know, fan. One day I'll be able I'll be able to sit my kid down and I'll be able to say to her, you know what, sweetheart, you were the only kid in the class that didn't have to breathe through that stupid mask, and I stuck up for you, and I went to the school and I made them sign papers, and I made lawyers sign papers saying you'll never get jabbed and. Yeah, I was over the top, and yeah, the school might have thought I was crazy, but I did everything to make sure you were safe while you were there. And I, you know, I had the teacher's personal number, and they said to me, you know, if public health comes in here, I will text you, and you can come get your kid right away. Good and for I, you, you know, man. I'm around the corner. And Good for you. Fuck. A lot of people said would say to me things like, "Oh, I don't know how you can send your kid to school," and I would say, "Well, you know, have you done the work as a parent?" Because you have no idea what I've done, what I've got signed from the teacher, the principal, the superintendent, a lawyer, everything I've done. You know, and props, like, props to you again. I don't want to kiss your asshole show, but, um, you know, that's a typical Papa Bear coming out there. But you, and I, I want to give props to all the women because they were the first ones to come to the front lines and go, fuck no. Because you're not fucking with my child. And women have a way stronger tendency to protect you know what came out of their body like we don't have that connect hello we are kind of different oh yeah we're not equal you know and so i was so proud and then when the men started coming to the front lines i'm like okay this is this is better this is good because mostly it was women in the beginning i was all proud of because they're like hell no you're not masking my kid i still one of my biggest like uh, memories from this whole fight is i don't know if you ever knew my friend sam from empowering the children it's called a group she started but they're they're out somewhere towards toronto and i remember when all this was going on and the chief medical officer was trying to mandate this for kids and that group of 10 15 women they literally pushed the door open that was locked at city hall and they went in there and they just stood up in there and they were saying, hands off our kids, hands off our kids. And they were demanding that they bring the chief medical officer of health downstairs to to talk to them. And sorry, I lost for a second. To talk to them. And, um, you know, it's pretty intense. It seems intense, but we were at, people don't understand because the paper doesn't tell them. You know, if you wrote into public health, you weren't getting an answer. If you tried to call and talk about something with public health, if it wasn't what they agreed with, they wouldn't talk to you. If you tried to, uh, you know, reach out to your doctor and talk about something, they weren't talking to you. If you reached out to a city councillor and tried to talk to a city councillor or a regional councillor about your issues, they weren't talking about it. So it left these parents with no other options 
but to go there and advocate for your child and use your voice strong, no matter what the, the repercussions were going to be. Sorry, dude, I'm just uh, drying off my headphones. I had somebody cancel on me yesterday. No, no big deal. But uh, it is so freaking hot down here. And I, I suffer through it. You know, I shower five, six times a day. I just like, you know, I don't like the air conditioning. And, you know, I'm on a budget, dude. Like, I haven't sold yeah. a damn thing since I've been down here eight months. Like, what, are you kidding? And so... I have to turn to do this and stay this dry. Like my shirt is dry tonight. I have to start my air, which is in my bedroom and barely blows through the door <laughs> at like 10 in the morning for it to be even like 82 or something. In here. <laughs> otherwise, oh, wow. otherwise it's 95 and sticky with no breeze. And you can't have the fan on while you're broadcast fan on. Well, your broadcasting yeah. and on hey, I get it enough. I get it so I um uh, yeah it's a it's a commitment man that, that's why I was on you today are we good are we good because I, I didn't want to tell you I've been running the air since 10 o'clock and if you say no I've been fucking running it for nothing all day <laughs> if you say no I'm sending it's good times man Good to see you. I'm glad you're feeling good. What? Um, tell me more. Tell me, uh, fill us in with the. It, it, go back to the. Uh, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it on the Jim Fannin show. How <laughs> have we hit all those points? I think. We, I think we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we hit most of them. Um, do you? Oh, have you? You've heard about uh, James Top? No. What? Oh my goodness. So there's a man right now named James Top. He's a 28-year Army veteran, and he's marching across Canada right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the guy that yeah, nobody's yeah. covering. Yeah, we don't know about Yeah, I, I know about him, but he's, none, uh, of the, none of the so media has said anything about him. Yeah, he's, he's left Vancouver, and he's been walking since February. Okay. His feet are swelled up two shoe sizes. No media coverage other yeah. than people like us who, who put him put put it out there um, they've, they've stopped in several cities and walked in front of uh, CBC they've sent their mission statement um, the good thing is when he gets to Ottawa um, I understand now that there's like um, I think about 14 MPs who are gonna meet with him and talk oh really and he That's wants good. To, yeah which is pretty good from but what party you know conservatives really, sorry from yeah, and uh, oh, there's no uh, PPC MPs, so yeah, <laughs> it's always gonna say Max. Actually, Max will be there probably. <laughs> I was just gonna say to you, Max just announced he, of course, Max goes above and beyond. Good for him. Max is gonna go there mm. his last day, and he's gonna march 30 kilometers with him. Ah, the boy, I love that Max Bernier. He's a good boy. I wish he'd get that fucking accent down a little bit, man. He's just. Uh, <laughs> He mispronounces the, the key words at the wrong time, and I don't know, something about that French accent is so easy for me to mock. But, no, I think I've got through to Max. I think he's going to have proportional representation in the next PPC uh, uh, platform. I hope he does, I heard man. you. I heard you ask him that. That's good. I, I hope missed that the boat happens. on that one last time. And, fuck, and, and he, I know I joke about this, but the, the politician that includes – we're going to scrap day, day, daylight savings time. Fuck that shit. No more falling back. That's bullshit. 
You don't need to fall back. It doesn't need to get dark at 4.30 in the afternoon, okay? Stop it. Exactly, right? <laughs> you know who won't meet James Top though? Pierre. Now, I don't I don't want to come on here and, and uh, badmouth him. I'm not sure if you're a fan or not a fan or anything like well, that. I think we um, need good, healthy opposition in the PC party, and he's about the best that we can do right now. So I'll take what I can get out of that guy. But, yeah, ultimately, I'm yeah, a I, I, guy. I, uh, you know, like a lot of people got on the, um, you know, really coming at him hard early on, and I never took part in that. Um. I'm a little disappointed that that he doesn't want to speak with James there. Maybe there's, I, I, I want to research it. I want to shoot him a message myself and see why. But the only thing I can think of is that uh, CBC and the National Post have put out some hit pieces recently saying that this army veteran is associated with far-right extremist groups and Diagalon and all that stuff. For crying out loud. So, God. you know... Maybe he's just playing politician and, and, and you know, he's got to not commit political suicide. I don't know what his reason is. I, I really don't. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing. But, I mean, you can't be all things to all people. And, you know, what we forget about these positions of power is oftentimes they have handlers, right? And sometimes you're just the candidate and you're just doing Like, I like just, like, I was my own candidate, but... I, if if I ever ran for a party where I just had to be the guy and I was told what to do, then I had no problem, you know. That's how I did it when I was first green. I didn't know anything back then. But, you know, if you want me to be a robot candidate for your party, let's go. You know, now it's a little different, I guess. Now, the last time I ran was for the none of the above party for Vez. Now, there's a bright dude. Yeah. You know, and there's another guy that just bleeds and bleeds and bleeds democracy. And I, you know, I called him the other day, months ago, and I said, um, "Hey, Vez, I said, uh, you know, I'm kind of reluctantly making this call because you're my political hero, and lately we don't see eye to eye on anything." And he's so fucking passionate and brilliant, and like these are some pretty major things that I never thought I'd be divided with Vez. Vez is one of the most the the hands down the most brilliant guy I know, and to hear him say some of the things he was saying, I'm like, what the? F are, I've known you twenty five years. Who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a long, strange ride, man. But uh, that was classic when you said to me today, "Oh, and by the way, I got off my charges today," like. I'm like, okay, I guess this interview was booked timely. Like, timely, I, mean, yeah. I just haven't talked to you in a while. Last time I talked to you was around Christmas time. I think we did a Instagram live from my office down here at DR because I didn't have high speed hooked up or I had a bad connection or some shit. And that was that was fun, man. And you know, I kind of miss the trolls <laughs> because they come at you hard, man. I can't. Oh, I'm glad man, you came back to Twitter hard. though because or got on Twitter because they found you immediately. And I don't know if I got this point out. Yeah, I did last night um, or the other night talking to Shandor. Uh, Lori yep, made a new uh, campaign account for re-election. And I'll give her a prop. She, I mean, she's a good politician, you know, now that she's there. But she forgets. I was the first guy that put her on the show. 
when she was supposed to be, they wanted to have a by-election and they were talking about doing blah, blah, blah. I said, no, you point this one right here, dummy. It's already, I had her on the show. I was in the back room. I was encouraging her and blah, blah, blah. We're tight. Anyway, she so created it. they are to forget. Yeah, she quit. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's so clown-pilled. And you know what? I don't, like, I called her three times to apologize for her because I'm a prick sometimes. But fuck. You know, can we get over it or what? I said what I said. No, fuck, I'm sorry. No, fuck. I can't guarantee I'm not going to do it again if you're a DFC. Anyway, she created a new uh, Twitter account for her election campaign and blocked me. I bet you if she blocked three people, I was the first one. (laughs) Don't flatter yourself, man. There was hundreds and thousands, and you were the last one. But, no, I just – it came into my feed until – on the Jim Fannin Live because that used to be Rock Our Town, and I changed it. I'm on my fourth uh, Twitter, third and fourth accounts right now. Yeah, third and fourth. And so I went over on the Japan page, blocked. Who creates a new political profile? Like, I don't even chirp her stuff. I never did. I made fun of her on, on a show like this. You know, had a couple drinks, and I was loose and hilarious. And I was mocking her Jesus fucking Christ posts. And then I did what I did. <laughs> and it's funny. I have never put that podcast up on iTunes. I will one day. Because it's a classic now. It's one of yeah, my best yeah, shows. Sure. It's like the show I did on 610 CKTB. I made fun of fucking grape and wine for nine minutes. Carved them. Just no script. Just flipping through the grape and wine festival thing. Giving them shit for putting, you know, flat broke up before the parade ends. Yeah, no, so literally the parade's still going on and our best local band is on the stage at, and they fired me for it. That's my best work, man. And the Lori <laughs> Yip skit was fucking pretty funny and it's some of my best work and I'm not very proud of it. I should be. But this is what happens, man. They drag you through the Jim, mud in the social media and you get all fucking second guessing and I'm a bad guy and I was the most hated man for 45 days in Niagara. I've been there. You you were you were getting canceled before getting canceled was cool, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, man. So, anyways, oh, I had okay. a good little laugh. I'm like, ah, poor kid. She she's got a new campaign account. She's got to block my profile right off the bat. Like the the, the the account's not more than two weeks old or a month or what. It's not like I, you know, I look at her all the time. But that she went private, anyways. Can't see her tweets. Yeah. That's like the first day I got back on Twitter. I was like, oh, I, I haven't even like. How long is it going to take for him to find me? I haven't even looked at what LaFish has said in like a year. Maybe I'll go check. And I go to look at his page. I was already blocked. The day I came on Twitter, he somehow found me and I was blocked. No shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, that's flattering. I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. This guy can just tweet whatever he wants about me, but I'm blocked and I can't see it. <laughs> How many have you ever had a channel taken down? Uh, just Instagram. They took your Insta down and you're already yeah. back to 15K. Yeah. That's a pretty nice swing, dude. I don't know what I'm at, like probably two, if that. So, yeah, well. The last yeah, time we did an got... Instagram live, you had a fucking shit ton of fucking trolls come in there. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I get to enjoy it now. I put up a Zoom link. Oh, I think it was with you. I made the Zoom link public, and they kept fucking Antifa was dropping in all day. I just figured out how to turn the fucking doorbell off. 
and I won't do that again, but I, I turn the doorbell off so that if I ever post the link again, it doesn't go ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. We must have had 50 people come in that room try and fuck with us. Oh, yeah. We yeah, even yeah, tried to take a call. really liked me a lot. <laughs> They're all like talking about me and all. Well, good for you, man. Keep it, keep it up, man. I'm glad to uh, glad they didn't break you. I'm glad you're still no. fucking hanging in there. I'm glad you had a little bit of a win today. You know, yeah. when I get my win, it won't be half as you know climactic as like the guys that went before me. But you know, it's <laughs> and I, I said with Shandor the other day. You know, my father has a great saying. That kid could fuck up a one-car funeral. He never said that about me, but when he was talking about somebody being a Todd, he'd say, that guy could fuck up a one-car funeral. I'm kind of that guy when it comes to court. (laughs) 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 So the fact that I had to go and get reopenings on both my... And I called today when I saw... I saw Danielle standing with the Constitutional... uh, The Constitution today, and I think it was on Facebook. I haven't been going there much. But she was at the top. Maybe you posted it. Yeah, it was your post. Oh, no, I went to your wall. I think it was Jen. Oh, I think you're right. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, whatever for whatever reason, Jen came up on my feed today, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to call. So I called. I stayed on, and here's part of the, psycho, the, the PSYOP that they run on you, right? I'm calling City Hall, and I'm on hold for 45 minutes trying to get, or not City Hall, uh, provincial offenses or whatever. Yeah. I'm on hold forever just trying to find out if I got it. And she says, oh, no, it hasn't been dealt with. There's no date yet. And I said, any idea when I should try back? She says, ah, try the end of the month. Because if they set a date and you miss it, then, you know, then what happens? They, they, how many people have been convicted of this in their absence, I wonder? Or just pled? Who knows? Yeah. It's too yeah. bad if they did. Especially, can we talk about how, why this is happening? Like, locally, there is one specific reason, right? There's other people nationally that are still going around and around and around in circles. I mean, can we discuss this? Is it public knowledge? Does it even matter? Does it affect my case? Not that I matter. I don't know. What what happened with me? Well, no, because I asked Shandor two days ago when I had him on, who signed your ticket? That's all you fucking need to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, can you tell that story? <laughs> what, where I ran into them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh? Because I really like when you when I got that message, I'm like, dude. And what you asked me, guess who I just ran into? And I fucking guessed <laughs> it right off the bat. And you're like, how the fuck did you do that? And I'm like, that's how good I am. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's so no I other cases that are jeopardized. And does the leader, you know, uh, queen, queen number one, does she have a ticket signed by this individual? I don't know. Wow. I wonder. She's got some of the same charges we had. Yeah. That's got to be an immediate. Bye bye. Yeah. You tell that story. So, you can right? tell that story. We've yeah, really so, uh, teased it enough, I think. We what? <laughs> We've teased it enough, I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we went to, I went to Rose City Pizza, and I ran into the lady who charged me. And uh, what's her name, Jim? Uh, that would be Michelle Brown. Nice so rack, I ran, Michelle. I ran into Michelle I asked Brown her to come home and, with me. Uh, she, she turned me down. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I ran into lovely <laughs> Michelle Brown, and uh, she had a mask on, like, up to here. So I couldn't tell it was her at first. And she said, Robert. And um, I said, yes. First of all, and no one said, calls you Robert. Yeah, like, my name's Rob, Robbie Primo. No one calls me Robert. Does your mother call so you Robert? Do any of your parents call you Robert when they get pissed off? No. Or something? Nobody calls no. you Robert. Okay, good. Nobody. Okay. So good. I just kept walking away, and she said, Robert, again. So I turned around, and she goes, you know who it is? And I said, no. And she put her little mask down and she said, it's Michelle Brown. And I said, I didn't say anything. I was actually thinking, what in the fuck? Well, she was being Does super cool with you. Talk to me about? She was being like your friend, right? Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this chick fucking ruined my fucking life. Like, what do you want to talk to me about? Like, are you kidding me? And uh, she's like, I just want you to know that you just got to stick the course. And, you know, that ticket, um, the person who gave you that ticket, which was her, mm-hmm. isn't employed by the region anymore. So mm-hmm. if you just go to court and, uh, you know, keep fighting it and hold the line kind of thing, you're going to end up beating it because I'm not going to show up there. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> See you later, Michelle Brown. And then I walked Smell away. you later. <laughs> and then she told me not to tell anybody. So the first of course, thing I first thing I did call is call everyone to do. <laughs> she was hiding behind a tree, and I was at the cenotaph, and I'm on my old hood grounds too even though it was only a year and a half i have a real strong attachment to that building the white house of rock right like we had some good times there man we did some good shows and had a lot of fun brought a lot of bands in there michelle uh, michelle page cop was one of my first guests kid is a fucking stud foolproof she just put out a new ta- song yeah yeah, yeah i gotta get you on the show you're always a lift just i tell her i love her every time i see her i even you know tell her mother i talk to ma all the time i'm like <laughs> fucking love that kid um anyway she was hiding behind a tree at 610 and i parked down yates street and walked can't remember who i was with and i saw her and i wasn't really good at recognizing her she snuck up on me a few times and always called me by name and i was always freaked out and I was like, like and actually i was on the air when her Wasn't her husband killed in the line of duty or something? Yeah, yeah I think something like that, unfortunately. Happened, and it was I a heard. weird yeah. fucking time, man. They were, they were trying to erect a... They were trying to put up a flag of him, and I think she was against it. Okay. What the fuck? Okay. She said no. Dennis Brown. No, not Dennis Brown. That's my buddy. Fuck, I should know this. Anyways, it was a topic even on the radio show back then. All of a sudden, now she's working for the region? Like she yeah. was a hot topic back then, man, because she was passionate. She didn't want this thing going up. Now it's all coming back to me. And so I might have been with Danielle. I can't remember. But she might have even identified herself to me or whatever. And then I circled back and I started recording. And I came up on her and I said, hey, uh, she had this fucking telephoto lens she was like behind a tree taking pictures of everyone at the cemetery from 75 meters away like that's a <laughs> it's pretty 
good. She's a bylaw officer. And yeah, man, know, when we when, when we all got the charges, I'm like, well, how did they figure out who was all there and what was going on? Like, Sawchuck was there. I didn't see Michelle Brown, but between them and the cops, they figured out who to charge quite nicely. Anyway, I got to show you something. I, I made Where's some it? interactions with her and I recorded it. And then she said something about, hey, go back to your basement dweller or something, uh, whatever. I'm like, yeah, you want to come? You want to come with me? I invited her back to my fucking cellar. <laughs> hey, she did not at, take me up on look it. Look at this. Too bad. Look at this person who heated me out. This is my disclosure here. Oh, wait, we got to get that up there. Can you see it? I see the comments. You don't get the right. Are you showing the trying to show the picture? Yeah, you get the wrong side of the page up. You're trying to show the picture or the comments? No, I'm trying to show you the name of the person's page it was taken off of. Oh, Jim Fannin live. <laughs> Jim Fannin was live. <laughs> That's in my disclosure. Oh, That's what yeah? they're trying to use against me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man, so good. They did the same thing to Gavin. Yeah. Yeah, they took the guys down, and that's why, like, Joe Biggs had a show on Gavin's network. And Joe Biggs is, uh, he's been in solitary for 16 months. Solitary. No trial. On a trespassing charge of some sort. Now they're hitting him with seditious, whatever, insurrection or something. Like, solitary. Now, Joe Biggs is a military boy. He's a tough, you're not going to break Joe Biggs. Like, he's a fucking man, right? But yeah. some of these guys been taken away from their newly born daughters, you know, Proud Boys, you know, one guy's black. No, no. One guy's married to a black woman, has a black, a half black kid that he hasn't seen. She was proud. Yeah, it's fucking sad, man. It's a and shame, you want to break what they do to these people. Oh, man. It's just it's unbelievable. Uh, the For what? Like, really, for what? For, so Pfizer, for Pfizer? Right? Really? That's why we went through this? For Pfizer's stock? Yeah, you know, it's we got guys like Hirji and all these ministers of health have been playing God and getting paid wax. Like, Hirji makes more money than fucking uh, Fauci, I think. Yeah. Hirji was on, man. He was in the paint. My old man told me today. He was on the fucking news today saying <laughs> that people need to start putting their mask on now because the. The uh, monkey pox in the fall is going to be like something we never seen oh, before. Fuck me. That's fucking sad. Bro. Cam's on the news over here saying that Mandatory it's going to get real crazy because of the climate change. It's so warm. There's going to be more bugs on animals and it's going to pass out of their fucking mind. You got to take the clown pill, man. There's no other way to look at it. Can you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's insane. Are you allowed to make your disclosure public? I hope so because I did. Oh. Uh, I, from what I understand, it, it's uh, it's like no, it never after happened. Court's done. Yeah. What's that? It's like it never happened. So it's like you don't have a disclosure if you want to publish it. You yeah, publish like it. It, from what I understand, after court's done, it's done. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm all right too. Um, I didn't like put the whole thing out there, but I, I made that video today and I, I popped up. I just wanted to show people what they were trying to nail me with. I guess I should probably mention that on your show since we talked about it. So what they, what, what the whole thing is they wanted me to do is they were trying to get me to plea into $10,000. Oh, charges. right. Yeah. 
And then they were saying, if you plea into this $10,000 in charges, there will be no jail time. So obviously in the back of the head, you know, they want you to think you're going to jail and, and whatnot. Um, so that's what they were trying to use. And, and you know, even, even my representation was saying to me, maybe you should just take this so it's all done and over with. And I'm like... Fight the Fines like guy was saying that? hell I am. Fight the Fines was, was doing that? Yeah, and I'm like, this is fight the fines, man. We're fighting the fucking fines. I'm not being <laughs> I that. got a trial. Fuck that. You think I did all this shit so I could just bend over and fucking take it? Like, no, no. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, man. Well, sounds like it's all working out. And somehow we come out of this better than we went into it because we've learned a lot. Well, we can identify the people in our lives that are going to follow anything, anytime the government says anything. And I never want to leave my country. Yeah. I'm a patriotic dude. And I put my, I put my flag back in my profile after uh, Bernier got up there. I'm like, this is Good. the proudest moment I've ever had. And it wasn't the trucks. The trucks didn't do it for me. The trucks landing there, and you were probably, there was many of... Guys like you and friends like you that said, Jimmy, what the, come on. I'm like, no. And then when I saw Bernier and uh, Randy Hillier, I was like, they had all the right answers, man. I felt this patriotic euphoria. It was, it was yeah. I, I don't ever remember being that happy to be Canadian. I put my flag back. I tweeted the shit of... Uh, Bernier and uh, so grateful for guys like you and Bernier and whatever that actually will not change their opinions or principles or morality based on the which way the wind blows. And now we know how many people will. And out of all of this, forget the kids. Kids are number one. But if we take the kids out of it, the most disheartening thing for me is how many people just went along or shut their mouths it's really shockingly sad that so many people just said, oh, I'll take the shot. It okay. is. And look where it's getting us right now with, you know, not to dive into that topic right now, but we've all seen what's gone on to da- in Dallas in the last week or two. And, and, and when you just let things happen, they're just going to keep doing whatever they want while you let it happen. The least you can do is speak about it. The least you can do about it is share a post. Mm -hmm. The least you can do about it is think it's wrong morally. If you're just going to sit there and say nothing and be silent and comply, you are the problem. It's hard not to cast judgment on um, on that scourge of society, on society. It's... um it is. It, it really is. And, and no. I catch myself, you know, when I'm passionate or angry or upset, sometimes making, you know, remarks to people on the left like that I wish I didn't mm. make and stuff. But it's like, it's a game. You know, these it people come into your inbox and, and they tell you that they're going to, you know, end your life and they say things about your family and they say inappropriate things about your kids. And it's like, it ends up, you know, you can only deflect so much until it builds up and then you finally mm-hmm. explode back. Like, I hate to admit it. I wish I could just never do that. Mm-hmm. But it happens, you know. 
Yeah, well, I think you're a lot uh, a lot better tempered than you were. And I think, you know, wisdom grows as we grow and you get um, more tolerant of the backlash and the bullshit. Like, I mean, oh, man, some of the things they said to you when we were doing that Instagram thing, it was kind of heartbreaking. But and then you miss it when it goes away. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking those it trolls. doesn't go away. Those trolls me, are fucking pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're not experiencing it much tonight. So, but I'm not on Insta. I know you're huge on Insta, so uh, it's too bad. Maybe we'll uh, we'll put up some good clips, and they can come at us and yeah, not, not in real time. Exactly. Anyways, brother, I love you. Thank you for the time. Is there anything else? Hey, I expect that you've got something now in your pocket that after everyone's cleared out. We're only down to five viewers now that I can see on my uh, chat bot. You drop something right at the end that'll blow people's mind. They're like, fuck, I should have listened to the end of the Primo interview. I didn't even hear him say that. <laughs> like you're pre- uh, like you're, you're expecting or something or like uh, you're, you're transgendered or I don't know, something. Drop yes, something. Yeah, Jim, I've uh, always been transgender. Okay, good. <laughs> Roberta Primo, thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, that's me right over here. Right. Um, no, I'm glad to hear you got your gym I... back, man. Oh, there, on the way out, give me some encouragement, man. It, my sciatic is killing me. Uh, the scoliosis has gone to a point, and I think it's all muscular because it's just the way, look at the way I'm sitting. See, my shoulder's up. I'm, I'm favoring my right hip, and I'm hurting. And every time, well, I got off the other day because... I I, uh, I searched sciatic stretches, do's and don'ts, and it's lost so much garbage on the internet. And everything I was doing, stretching wise, hamstrings and uh, and uh, gluteus and all this, they're like, no, don't do that. That's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to walk three to five to ten kilometers a day, even though it hurts. So give us some. How do you keep the motivation and the discipline to stay fit? Because, dude, like, I got kite surfing down the street. Now, I've never, t- but I know I won't be able to walk for two days if, if I do once in the water. I go in the water for 10 minutes, I'll be fucked the next day. So give us some inspiration you know I, on how to get and stay active for your health because I'm fucking hurting, man. I take all that fucking anger that people make me and all this shitty thing that's going on in this fucking world and I go work out in that garage or at the gym because if I don't, I'll get myself in fucking trouble. Literally, I have to. Um, It's just the way it is right now. It's the way the world works. You know, you got to take all this this shit and and turn it into something good, Mm. you know. That's that's all I do. Push through the pain and just do it. I love you, brother. Thanks for the time. I love you too, man. I got all your links up in the show description so people know where to find you. Uh, Perfect. I, uh, we need to talk some more, even if it's offline. I know, uh, yeah, the last couple months I've been noticing that everyone's been real quiet. And yep. I'm glad Shandor came back to Twitter. That's been healthy because yeah. he's brought the receipts hard and he's still just trampling them every day. You cannot yep. get nothing past that kid. Nothing. You can't get nothing. 
you can't get anything past that kid. He's bright, and he's got the receipts on everything. Yeah, so I share your your happiness about him being back on Twitter. And uh, yeah, somehow we need to find a way to stay connected and keep the brotherhood alive while we go through what we're continuing to go through. Even though you you know, I want you to kind of celebrate this small victory in your own way because you've earned it. And uh, sad as it is that we all had to go through it in different ways. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who talks. So what the fuck? How'd I get lumped in with you fucking agitators? <laughs> Freedom fighters. We got a whole group of them down here in Dominican. Dude, That's awesome. Oh, fuck. They got a couple different groups. And you know what? My buddy Mike Blocker sent me an invite the other day. I said, because... Uh, I tend to isolate, right? And uh, I've continued it down here, even though I've got the whole, you know, it's beautiful, you know? And he sent me this thing about the Freedom Fighters was getting together, and I <laughs> I should have gone, you know, it was Sunday at 3 o'clock. I wasn't doing anything. And I just texted him back. I didn't even look at the time of the date. It says Freedom, like, fuck it. <laughs> Freedom Fighters Unite. I think of the couple of people, and I texted him back. I'm like, Looks like a good place to meet a crazy chick. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going for sure then. <laughs> and then he went and he goes, dude, fuck, you should have gone. And I went, ah, I should have looked at the time. I wasn't even doing anything. I have no life other than real estate and food. Like, that's it, you know? So, yeah, we gotta oh, we got to find a way to keep the momentum and, and um, I don't know, somehow get some of these guys that you're talking about to run for school trustee more than ever now we need good yep. strong men yep. on the trustee board you know uh, yep. uh, you know a thankless job that nobody wants to do but the easiest thing to get elected to and when i had vez on here the other day he said you want to make a difference email campaign email your guy every day because they get one they get two they get three they get four they get five nothing they get six a report gets made. They get a dozen. They escalate the report to the... They get two dozen. They get a hundred. They get a hundred every day. Sooner or later, there's a policy. I'm like, what? Vez ain't no dummy. And yeah. I couldn't believe he told me, email your MP. Email your all, all of them at every level and get your friends to do the same. I'm like, hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty good advice, actually. So... Yeah, anything uh, when you're talking about guys that you know that are running for positions like that, school board trustee. Now that I'm talking about it, one of the most, one of the easiest things to do, one of the easiest things to get elected to, and one of the easiest things to make a difference. You want to talk about making a difference, you got to run locally, you got to run for city councilor. As much as I'm encouraging certain people right now to run for mayor, I think you know a couple of good candidates, especially in St. Catharines. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to name them now because, you know, yeah. I don't want to do that. But uh, there's I've a lot. I've been mentioning that to those people, too. <laughs> there's a lot of talk about Mike Britton running. I think that's fascinating. There's a lot of people that are running anti-Cisco campaigns in St. Catharines. And he was supposed to be the mail-in, shoe-in. Like, I made a deal with Walter. He was going to run for a third term, and I was going to be the 
<laughs> Fuck off. As long as they let me ask them a question while I'm recording, it's okay. I know Walter well, didn't like that. At least Walter gave you that. <laughs> Cisco probably wouldn't. Fat Cisco. Good luck, Fat Cisco. Here's the end of your career, Fat Cisco. You run for mayor, you're done from politics. Period. Um, but predictions in. Just like Andy Gill. <laughs> He got out of fucking municipal politics where he had a voice and was doing a good job and was making the news and getting some shit pushed. Well, he was McMullen's lapdog, but whatever. And he ran for provincial and he got the shit kicking. No, he ran for, what was Dykstra? Federal? Yeah, he ran to beat Dykstra and got him lost out and lost his seat on the board. And that's exactly what happened to Fat Cisco. <laughs> and I like Matt. He was a good guy. But I do not want that guy for mayor. So, you hear no. you hear you hear any good rumors for city council or region or mayor? Uh, any good candidates? Uh, any interesting? Uh, is Bob Gale out now? He decided not to run. I don't know what his I what's heard, going I, on with that exactly. I think he's not running. Yeah, I haven't really paid too much attention locally. Yeah, well, you need to find out when the deadline is for that. And uh, there's no real financial benefit to running municipally because you can't raise, you can't give any tax receipts for that. But yeah, do your part to encourage guys to run for school board trustee. Yeah, yeah. Or counselor. Some of these guys have got some momentum and got a voice and got some prominent, you know. Yeah, but, we, we will. We got to, you know, there's the, the one thing I didn't mention either is there's a really cool, um, community going around here now in Niagara that these girls created. I should actually probably hook you up with uh, the one lady, Lori, who started it. You could probably have her on one night. You guys would have a good conversation. Um, it's cool to see, man. They do a lot of things for kids. Um, oh. It's all good. You still here? Yeah, yeah. What are you getting Sorry, messages? they do a lot of cool things, you know, for kids and uh, like the bouncy castles and Magic shows. Who's and this all now? That Sorry, I missed it, who you're talking about. Uh, her name is Lori Buma. Okay. Now, when it, when everybody was in Ottawa um, for the convoy when it started, and you know it started gaining traction, and everyone was streaming it, and it was going everywhere, she wanted to do something, but she couldn't be in Ottawa, so she said, "Well, we're going to do a convoy around Niagara with flags on our cars oh, or whatever." Okay beep the horns and that so she did that and uh i guess she just put it on the internet it's the status why don't a couple of us meet in the parking lot and do this so she went to do it and 150 cars showed up so she's like well you guys want to do this tomorrow they wanted to do it tomorrow so now they just every week they were starting to meet at husky truck stop in the niagara on the lake and it was just getting busier and busier and busier and like now they have a wicked convoy every week really through niagara region yep then people stop at like um shit what's that in st Catharines? where uh you go under the bridge and then there's a walmart there and a a and w i don't know anyways home depot i think yeah, yeah. chapters well no, oh by it, the fairview that's what it is the oh, fairview okay. sorry yeah my edible kicked in <laughs> Over by the uh, the Fairview Mall, there we everyone okay. parks in there, and uh, you know everyone has a good time. There's some Mr. Freedom usually plays some music. What people dude, will grab a microphone? Lord Freedom is one of my favorite cats. Like oh man, that character hilarious. he plays of 
Joshy the Blowman and whatever. And like, apparently, he doesn't do that shit. Like, I know he loves his beers, but he's not the drunky drug addict that he plays. And I think it's fucking hilarious. He's one of my better shows with Joshy the Blowman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and all these lefties go nuts on the internet for him, too, eh? Like, on Twitter, they're like, I don't know how this man can be working his job legally and be insured, but he's drinking and doing drugs the whole time and blah, blah, and I'm like... It's a gag, you like, losers. You guys don't even know this guy. Like, he, he's actually not like that at all. Like, he's just... It's all he plays the part well, man. Show. That long hair and those green eyes, man. He's just out. He just... He's... I wish I could be that uninhibited. You know, he's got a lot of energy. That guy, yeah, hilarious and talented too. Oh You've yeah, seen the Joshy the Blowman video. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and he can play. Anyways, oh, brother. Man. Okay, that's a good time to cut it. We're almost at. Uh, and I, I tried to see if putting my broken glasses on gives me the. Uh, Gives me the magnification. I can, oh, we're almost hit two hours, man. We got to stretch it out to fucking eight more minutes. Anyways, no. Love you, bro. That was a good fucking conversation. I'm glad we got caught Yeah, out. you too, man. And so what if we have to do it publicly? It's no big deal. There's yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. I don't need to call you anymore. I don't, I don't need to call you to, well, maybe I'll call you tomorrow anyway. <laughs> Just say what's up. Yeah, no, we can do this anytime you want, man. Yeah, it's been a good chat. I appreciate your time, so. With that, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Get the fuck off my screen. I'm out of here. <laughs> End meeting for all? No, I can't do that. No, you just leave. You go. Okay, buddy. You, you hang up. Peace. You hang up. No, you hang up. No. No, you hang up. And that is how you do that. Rob Primo, thank you, my brother. Maybe I should play some shit before we get out of here. Hmm? And if you wonder, yeah, see, I'm still dry, relatively. It's not too bad in here. Fucking eight hours of running the air conditioner. Air conditioner. Johnny used to call me that in grade eight. Fanon was air conditioner. Okay. Let's hit some Rob Primo. TikTok. I don't want that. What is Tiki Toki? Uh, the contacts are in the show description below. Below me or above me. What the fuck, Primo? Put a shirt on. What do you think you are? Like Chris Sky? Sky doesn't do shirt. No. Um, Chad? You think you're Chad Lantanzio? Fucking, what, you're doing all your videos with no shirt now, Preems? You and Chad been hanging out fucking way too much, bro. Who's <laughs> in Canada forever? By the way, Chad is ripped, and it's not fair that he has a fucking body like that, even though he's, you know, he's not 6'4". We could do more TikTok dances together. This is never going to happen with a conservative provincial government. This is terrible. Oh, fuck, that's weak.
Here you go. We got local Liberal MP from Niagara Centre, Vance Badaway. On June 6th, the Government of Canada recognizing the outstanding contributions of our veterans and the fallen. Well, how do they recognize them, Vance? I'm dying to know. Do they recognize them by telling state-funded media that they cannot cover a veteran who's been marching since February? Good job, Primo. Almost 5,000 kilometers across the entire country? Is that how they recognize them? Good job, Primo. Put a fucking shirt on. Fox, So in my opinion, I think it's totally unacceptable for a man to dress up in a female's lingerie. Primo. Parade around and dance sexually. For little children. Oh, see, if, <laughs> now you put little children so in yesterday, the leader of our country, when I... I disagreed with the first part until you said little children, okay? You want to dance, you want to dress up. I don't care what you do. Just leave me the fuck alone. Then you say the kids, then now you got me. ...camera and said that we are all Muslim in Canada. Now, I like Muslims a lot. I got a lot of good... What? Who said what? What the fuck is going on here? I'm confused. Muslim in Canada. No, what? Now who, I like who said that? So yesterday, oh, the leader of our country... What the fuck, Primo? So yesterday, the leader of our country went on camera and said that we are all Muslim in what Canada. What the fuck? When did this tard now say I like that? I Muslims a lot. I got a lot of good friends that are Muslim, but yeah, fuck. I'm not a Muslim. <laughs> I like to keep it pretty traditional. I have some old school values. I like it when my girlfriend cooks dinner for me. <laughs> me too. She does the dishes. I don't have a girlfriend. I cut the grass. Yeah. I, I take the out the garbage. garbage. The yeah. It works out pretty I good. I rub her feet. Whatever. <laughs> Call me if you want. At least I'm not playing lingerie dress up for little children. <laughs> Primo. I fucking love it. Federal public <laughs> sector unions say jab mandate now is unreasonable this is one that i called a long time ago and said would be coming down the pipeline for sure and i literally said to everybody just hold the line on this one this day will come for sure so quickly a couple different things on this one this is going to end up being not just for federal workers uh not just for police officers this one's going to trickle down and they're not going to be able to make this happen in one workplace and not all the other ones. So what's going to happen is these people who were off work and weren't getting paid, your company that you work for is going to end up owing you a retroactive pay to the date that they put you off. Not only are they going to do that, but every single person needs to hold their union responsible. If you brought this request forward and it was ignored like it was in most workplaces, this is complete discrimination. And now they're admitting that they played their role in discrimination by not sticking up for you. So this is misrepresentation by your union. So you need to treat it like that. And you need to make sure that not only you go after your employer, but you go after the union for misrepresenting you as well. They've been following the money the whole time. So now it's time for you to follow the money and go get it. Primo. Federal public sector union. Is this the world you want for your children? <laughs> One where you go to use the bathroom? And they have to take the top off the toilet so people can't sniff lines off of it. Oh, man. What am I going to do my rips? I got a key. You have to explain to them what that is. Oh, fuck. 
Is that what you want for your kids? Oh, for fuck's sakes, man. Let them do rips. Is this the world you want for your children? <laughs> One where you go to use the bathroom and they have to take the top off the toilet so people can't sniff lines off of it. <laughs> and then when you go wow. to wash your kids' hands, <clears throat> you have to explain to them what that is. Wow. Primo, you're the man. Muslims in Canada. What? We are all What the fuck, bro? You're Catholic. You're an idiot. Primo, put a shirt on. I'm embarrassed. It's 2022. Uh, what's going on? Fucking got a nice body, Well, though. let me tell you what's going on. It's almost impossible. Oh, no, I can't do that one. Oh, this is fucking... Primo, you're the man. Fuck me. Okay, groomer. Fuck, this is insidious. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I am disappointed this to not have been clown. successful here in my home community. Steven my home Del Duca, you're a fucking idiot. What the, again, you didn't promise no enough subway stations? Okay, guys, the only good thing about the election tonight that you can see forecasted in the future is that the people in this country do not like or support the Liberal Party anymore in Canada. Except Justin Trudeau gets reelected with another majority government if an election was held today. Dominion voting machines. Okay, that is clear as day. So breaking news, um, the conservatives who aren't actually conservative have uh, secured their spot. Transfer or import handguns anywhere oh this is gonna do nothing eh in other words what a fucking goof this is this is a fucking clown right here if i ever fucking (laughs) 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 primo nice extra outro what do you call that dude i'm gonna fucking play mine let me see if i can find this I stopped playing. Do I have this? It's an AVI. That is a classic extra. What happened? Click. Okay. What happened? What happened? Who was that? Is that Dean Blundell that did with the what happened? I should not be doing that. If it is. Fuck. I'm getting distracted. I feel bad. I feel inferior now. Did I remove it from my files? Oh, I fucking deleted it. That's too bad. Oh well, fuck you then. Port handguns. Shut up, you flaming fucking. Progressive freak. Pride flag raised around Hamilton for Pride Month. In 2018, new stripes were added. Black and brown represent the indigenous people and people of color. The pink, baby blue, and white represent the trans community. Uh So if you want to preach inclusion and talk about inclusive communities where all people belong, I would like to point out that there is a spot on this flag For for every single person of every single cultural aspect except for 
white people. No, the hetero. Okay? No, hetero. This is done by design on purpose. No, I don't need There's a white There's a reason thing. that white people are left out. I get it. And it's wrong. I want a hetero. In 2022, if you can't recognize that we're finally at a time where all lives matter, then you don't understand what the system is doing to us. You can't say that, And you don't understand what the system has done to us this entire time. Can't green screen that shit shirtless, dude. It has. And to dude, you can't, you can't green screen a shirtless thing where you talk about white people. That's not right. You're white. Matter. You can't say all lives matter, Brob. Brob. Raised around Hamilton I think, I think for I pride. Him, did I just call him Brob? Brob. Brob. Brob, you and me got to talk. You can't say white lives matter. But I insist as a purely heterosexual. Hetero? heterosexual human being. I demand to be represented. Dumb fucks. Police have told its rank and file members that blank mandates that saw 100 suspended without pay for non-compliance will be withdrawn as of June 21st. Hmm. Police and civilians will be going back to work. More to come. What about the air you traffic controllers right and the pilots? in the prairies and I expect many legal gun owners there are going to say that this legislation is too far reaching, that it punishes goof. them, um, that it goes too far generally. Piece of shit. Canada said legally no. Canada presently manages a grossly deficit I love when the Indian people report on Canada. has been kept at a bare minimum for several years and programs to boost defense expenditure too have been in I don't know what this is. In his mind, Trudeau Indian got news a media fucking gets it. Like, how can they get it? The Canadian leadership was perhaps assured that if push comes to shove, the U.S. military might well come to its rescue. A dilutional Trudeau kept living in the Cold War era when NATO used to be an assurance of national security. However, the Ukraine war has proved that you can have a working relationship with the U.S. and still get invaded. On top of its military woes, Canada decided to ship most of its military equipment to Ukraine following the Russian invasion. It shipped huge quantities of ammunition to Ukraine, including 4,500 oh M72 rocket launchers and 7,500 hand Listen, grenades. How fucking sad is it that we need international media? I don't even, Indian, whatever. Like, $25 million worth of oh, helmets. Fuck me. We can't get our own media to report any of this unless it's Rebel News. But Russians even Rebel News isn't picking this up. Who is this girl? How do I find Mr. out who this is? Somebody needs to tell me who this girl is and what network it is. The Liberal government has announced that in 2023, possession of small amounts of hard drugs, including heroin, cocaine, and meth, will be decriminalized. Um, okay, I'm all for the legalization of drugs, because if the government produces it, at least you know it's safe. And if you have to buy it from the government, and you're a fucking junkie, guess who the first line of defense, or offense, the first... When you go to buy your shit and you got a problem, somebody should be there to take care of you. 
offer you treatment while you're buying your fix. I'm all for it. This is not what legalization looks like. This is decriminalization. Well, first, you, you take all their guns, and then you let them stay high. Oh, fuck. High people don't vote. Hmm, I've seen this in his playbook before. Remember when marijuana used to be illegal in our country, and all of a sudden he jumped up and said, I will legalize marijuana. And he got every single stoner off the couch who's never voted before to vote for him simply so they could continue smoking weed that they would have smoked either way. Hey, wait. I'm a stoner. I didn't vote for this fucking sock puppet. So now what? You put our country in the biggest mental health crisis of our time, and now you're going to talk about decriminalizing drugs? I wonder why. You think maybe this guy wants you all to continue on doing drugs and sleepwalking through life while you continuously comply with his orders? Yeah. Hmm, I wonder if that's why. Hmm. Nice this job, so Remo. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Because, like, I'm trying to, on a, on a grassroots level, wake people about the testing and try to get them just on, to open about this. Like, once you convince someone, like, okay, there's so many flaws in the virus, okay, then we zoom out big picture you, right. just, you know if you get the big picture everything else will follow so why is this happening on a global scale because that's what we have to ask ourselves why is this happening on a global scale we are literally at a war fit because you know i i like to just be with my family and relax and pretend like nothing's happening but in my soul i know there is a war foot happening i agree we are at a war foot that involves you you all of us that's why it's important i don't care if you're left or right black, white, Asian, gay, whatever you want to say, we need to come together as Americans and realize that we have a war at hand here and our freedoms are about to be lost. Freedom isn't safe, but it's the safest thing we have. And we need to come together and realize that this fight involves our children. So I realized that my um, telegram is open and it's making um, noises in the background. Oops. Uh, who cares? So you see who I follow on Telegram. Yeah, Gavin McInnes, man. That's a shocker. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. There he is. Happening now, marching into Sault Ste. Marie. This is the last turn. Before we are going straight east to Ottawa. This guy's been walking since Vancouver. You know we're getting close to that date. Check your vehicle maintenance so you can drive to Ottawa for June 30th and July 1st. Man, this show's fucking hitting on all cylinders tonight, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Nice job, Primo. What the fuck, man? Okay, so, well, fuck, I guess we got to show this Hey, one guys, I've always dreamt of the day that I could make this video and put it out there for you. Some of you who've been following me long before the trucker convoy and He's got a shirt on. the start of this stuff, you'll probably remember when I got these. Okay, so, first of all, I want to tell you how fucking, what a pain in the ass it is to make anything like these videos. And I refuse to give a guy props that points at things. Because that's what girls do on TikTok. Uh, this is Telegram. Uh, don't point at things. 
Rob. Stop being shirtless and stop pointing on things, pointing at things on your TikTok. It's gay. Stop it. Fuck. When I got <laughs> these. When I got these. And when I got those. This is actually a good video. So I'll let my lawyer explain how this happened. We already saw that. Yeah, so Robert attended. This is classic. Oh, so maybe this isn't new. Am I still on the Instagram? Or, sorry, the uh, Telegram? Yeah, so this is a little dated. James Top. Canada marches. Morning, everyone. It's June the 8th. That looks like a Proud Boys flag. We are beginning the day in Gooley River, where we left off yesterday. Wow, dude, what up? Did you co-op the fucking wings of Proud Boys? Oh, I turned the volume down. Uh, Morning, everyone. It's June the 8th. Okay, I gotta see this. Here we are. You know, the Proud Boys... Man. Proud Boys are a funny bunch. Let's see. Fuck. Dude fucking ripped the Proud Boys logo. <laughs> stand back and sta- stand black and stand by. Remember when Trump said that? What the fuck, dude? I'm proud of you, man. What are you doing? <laughs> wow. Fuck, I didn't think he was that based. Hey, guys. I've always dreamt of the day that I could... No, what happened? Where'd I go? Oh, we got to go back here. Canada marches. Who's... Morning, everyone. Well, no wonder you're getting fucking slammed in the media. (laughs) V for F. Veterans for freedom. (sighs) Wow. Good for you, man. James Top. He co-opted. Proud boys. Huh? What the fuck? Do I got an eye? Or what? Huh? Nice job, man. Uh, Only because... Okay, so... I'm not even going to tell you why. Western chauvinists. Freedom to the end. June the 8th, day 109. Here we are beginning the day in Gooley River where we left off yesterday. And uh, this morning we are marching in to wow, this is and fucking sad. two points beyond, namely Sudbury. And uh, we expect to be in Sudbury. Sad, not because this is a man you're looking at right here, but sad that this guy's got to do something. Look at the price of gas 216.9. Holy shit. Holy in Dominican Republic, it's five bucks a gallon, and it's gone up twenty cents, twenty twenty pesos a gallon in eight months. On the fourteenth to the fifteenth, where we'll be doing a little meet and greet with the folks of Sudbury. So a little bit uh, uh, down the road for us this morning. However, I am going to listen to some personal accounts that uh, you have sent in to me to uh, to take to Ottawa because this is part of the mission of Canada Marches is to, and to any and all of you who may be listening, I am in 
Hooley River, Ontario. So um, if you need to catch up with me, that's where I am. And uh, the reason why we are doing this is to protest against mandates that um, federal government workers and others are uh, required to have some sort of medical procedure before they can be gainfully employed or paid. So I'm going to listen to some personal accounts. And those are the things that we are also taking with us to Ottawa so I can highlight to oh. our representatives in the government. This is uh, a straight up fucking man right there, I can tell you that much. So, with that being said, I'm going to start listening. And you guys can listen along. Wow. Fuck, thank you, bro. Wow. I'm not going to cry. Fuck me. Alright, I'm getting out of here. This is fucking tugging hard at me. Look at this fucking guy. Okay, I think we'll call it a day here. 11 hours, pretty much. What uh, the fuck, man? This is breaking my heart. Jeez. 48.6 as of right here. So that's it, that's all. The end of day 108. Nobody, nobody we are here this guy. Uh, in sunny Gooley River. And uh, I wow. pronounced it earlier, but nobody. Prayers for James Tops. James Top. Wow. That is a fucking man if I've ever seen one. Heart wrenching. Wow. Morning, everyone. It's June the 7th. Uh, we're here with some mosquitoes outside of uh, Botswana Bay. Oh. And uh, we are I'm sorry, kids. I got to get out of here. God. Fuck it. Uh, good Life's day too yesterday. short. Uh, I'm gonna go down and see if uh, and, uh, ah, George is still open for 45, 45, 45 minutes. I think I'm gonna walk down to George's Oasis Bar. I haven't been, um, man, it's been a month and a half. When did the uh, slow season start? First week of June now. It's got to be 30 days or more since I hung out with George, so. I think Glenny's working tonight. So. Wow. Fucking exhausted. Good show, Primo. Appreciate you, man. Love you. Thank you for introducing us to, uh, yeah, reminding us about James Top. This is. It's fucking heartbreaking. This guy, CanadaMarches.ca. Jesus, help us. Jesus, you know what? Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, kids. The end is near. Repent. I'm out.
Good night now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to drive the bike down. Fuck that. I'm walking. It's too hot to walk. Now I'm out. Fuck you. See you later.